Introduction to the Covid Prophecies When I began writing political poetry in 2001, enraged at the US Supreme Court's fraudulent installation of George W. Bush in the White House, I had no idea I would keep it going for 20 years and through three imperial presidencies. But here we are, several hundred poems later, along with occasional prose pieces and short stories, all gathered into the Verses Verses Empire collection. Nor did I foresee the turn my writing would take in 2020 with the arrival of a transformative virus that suddenly challenged the existing order so lamented in my verses up till then. Nor could I have imagined the power of this virus to affect rapid change in ways that petitions and protests could only dream of, much less that I would come to embrace it as our champion pathogen. Covid also demanded I use prose to a far greater extent, especially as I approached publications to offer the good news of Covid, news that they would prove so unwilling to hear. So I decided to excerpt all the Versus Versus Empire pieces written since Covid's arrival and combine them with a handful of earlier pieces to form the Covid Prophecies. Though prose, rather than poetry, makes up the majority of this distillation, its themes are anything but prosaic. For I see in Covid the arrival of a prophetic revolutionary, an activist for abolition, setting us free from the structures of exploitation that have enslaved humanity for millennia. And that prophetic mission, akin to Moses' use of plague against Pharaoh to free an enslaved people, is profoundly poetic, shaping human thought and destiny, allied even with a creative force that declared, Let there be light! even with Christ's appearance on earth as the Word of God who became flesh. As I said, our gatekeepers of punditry have proven unequal to the task of discerning Covid's message. So be it. By the grace of modern technology, I don't need their sanction. Christ came to overthrow the existing order. He chose things deemed foolish by the world to shame the things deemed wise. And he called on me as a man of letters for this age. If my activity be from him... No word of it shall fail, but yield its timely harvest. Nor shall any, man or monster, dragon or devil, institution or imperial beast, nor anything else in all creation, prevail against it. Naysayers will arise, of course. I will not debate them. Why waste words on those who have already made up their minds, and to use the testimony of prophets merely as fodder for mockery? Let them... Their end shall be what their deeds deserve. I say what needs to be said, and am heard by those with ears to hear. And no purported leader, no protection of office, no altar or high place, secular or sacred, is beyond Covid's reach. Others, meanwhile, may listen with a more open mind, may even wholeheartedly embrace the principles here espoused, but balk at their enactment, arguing that Covid's vision is too revolutionary or too sudden, too impractical or utopian, that the world is simply not ready for it. To them I would say that Covid is a phenomenal accelerator, and I would quote the visionary words of Rutger Bregman in his work of enlightenment, Utopia for Realists. The end of slavery, the emancipation of women, the rise of the welfare state, all were progressive ideas that started out as crazy and irrational, but were ultimately accepted as basic common sense, if we want to change the world, we need to be unrealistic, unreasonable, and impossible. 
nor are my words in service of one political party or another. Like most who read this book, I am appalled at those poor players who strut their sordid hour upon the stage in mock combat with each other. Clack, clack, clack go their swords. Clang, clang, clang go their cymbals. To quote Martin Luther in 1531, These foxes are tied together by their tails, even though their heads look in opposite directions. While they outwardly profess to be great enemies, inwardly they think, teach and defend one and the same thing. Yes, like the Papists and Anabaptists Luther describes in his age, our Pharisee Republicans and Sadducee Democrats, sycophantic Tories and servile Labourites, are allied in destructive impulse inflicted on the very electorates they have wooed and deceived. But now, watch these governments and power structures begin to crumble. Built on corrupt foundations, their thrones have already started to tilt. They lean to compensate, desperate to appear upright, nothing to see here. But the ground still shifts beneath them. The subsidence continues. While with white-knuckled desperation they cling ever tighter to the corruption that installed them, finally they are spilled out of their high places to find out what democracy really looks like. There will be much spectacle for us to enjoy as all this unfolds, much laughter to be had, though that's not to say it will be painless for the rest of us. This analysis of Covid rests solidly on the precedents of Moses and Elijah described in the Old Testament. Both wielded natural phenomena, plague in the case of Moses, drought in the case of Elijah, as a means to coerce hard-hearted leaders. It must have pained Moses to see his brother and sister Israelites, already bearing the yoke of slavery, now suffering under a plague economy especially when Pharaoh dug in his heels and made their working conditions even harder. But abolition was achieved in the end. The Israelites left Egypt laden with treasure, and Pharaoh, the patriarchal figurehead, embodiment of empire, would die in the Red Sea, drowned by his own hubris. Nor would Covid prolong the suffering either. It will persist only as long as the leaders and power structures attempt to hold out against its abolitionist agenda. For example, have all the homeless people in the land been housed? Have all the nuclear weapons been dismantled? And are all the weapons manufacturers out of business? Has the Green New Deal been implemented or fracking ceased? Have fossil fuel subsidies and bank loans been entirely diverted to wind and solar energy? Has Julian Assange been set free? Or Reality Winner? Or Mumia Abu-Jamal? Have our borders opened? Has immigration and customs enforcement been abolished? If at the time of your reading any of this remains unfulfilled, then Covid still has work to do. And remember, Covid is holding all the cards. It sees no reason yet to give any of them up. Along with an increased use of prose in this book, you will find a good deal of repetition, even entire phrases and passages reproduced verbatim. Well, such is the nature of insistence, to which love compels me, and such the nature of haste dictated by the speed of events and the various transmissions of virus and mankind. So I hope the reader will excuse such instances. In my defence, I have been far less repetitive than the powers and pundits that be, far less susceptible to fear and fear-mongering, less hasty to embrace false solutions such as vaccine promotion, and certainly a more economical writer than those drafters of propaganda whether government bureaucrats, corporate lobbyists or sycophantic mouthpieces in media organisations. 
It is not hard to overturn their lies, stupidities and blasphemies, for their arguments are weak and will not stand up to scrutiny or logic. Nor is it hard to expose their masquerade as servants of righteousness, their whitewashed tumory of deceit and treachery as Covid's healing mission begins. As I said, all the pieces in this book are taken from my three-volume Verses Verses Empire collection, newly updated at the close of Trump's term of office. You will find there my full 20-year expose on imperial infamy, an epic poem of a thousand pages that demolishes pretensions and arguments that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. Meanwhile, enjoy this quick takedown. Abdiel Leroy, January 2021 Thank you for listening. My name's Abdiel Leroy, and again the link for this book is geni.us slash covidbook.